Isaiah Joe. Reed will put that up and in. Paul Reed means that these games probably will take a, a, another, a, yes. another meaning. Yes. Now, every time they face one another, Johnson, another three. Another yes. three, his third. Joe. Uh, if you were incredibly bored by that opening clip, you're not alone. Everyone's super excited last night for Sixers versus Nets, and my goodness, the Brooklyn Nets whipped that ass. Oh, my God. Brooklyn Nets. Final score, 129 to 100, I believe. I don't, it doesn't even matter. It was never close after the first quarter. First quarter was like a 10-point lead. It was one of those things where... Uh, the Sixers at the beginning, you thought maybe they could come back or whatever, but they couldn't. Um, should you read anything into this long term? No. Was it hilarious that Philly was? It was an absolutely preposterous, electrifying atmosphere last night at Wells Fargo Arena, the Wells Fargo Center, or whatever, in Philadelphia, and the Nets just crushed them. Part of the problem, which is interesting, James Harden has long been accused or critiqued for his inability to play big in big games. And Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant have the opposite thing, where they don't really play big ever, except for in big games. That was on display last night. James Harden did not play well. Not a lot of threes. Joel Embiid played okay. The Sixers couldn't get anything to fall, and the Nets were just lights out. Uh, long term, I don't think this is a big problem. But for the sake of the revenge tour between James Harden, who used to be a net, and Simmons, who has accusedly ruined the Sixers franchise, despite being a former number one overall pick. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, rough for the Sixers fans out there. Not a great situation. This is interesting to see your daily sports podcast, news, narratives, takes, and gambling. Big, big night last night. That was, it was hilarious. It was tough to watch at times, because like there was the crowd was never into it. They were into it at the beginning, booing Ben Simmons. You know, like, when he's pregame warm-up, I have that here. Listen to this. Boo. Ooh, he's just out there. He's warming up. He's warming up. Like he's just like, oh, just a little oh, dunk, and then they give him the little Bronx cheer, which is hilarious. Ben, look at him. Look at Ben Simmons. It's gonna be a great rivalry for as long as James Harden's on the Sixers. So for I'm guessing about another 50 weeks, maybe less, whatever the next trade deadline is, it's not gonna work out for her. For them, we all know. How he is, that's uh, that's kind of what he does. He wants to move on when he wants to move on. Hockey last night, we had ourselves a goalie brawl in Detroit, between Detroit and Minnesota. We fast forward a little bit here. Watch these guys. Look at that. Look at him going at it. Look, at there's Alex Nedeljkovic, and he's trying to get involved. Now he's pulling people off. Let's, if, we, if we rewind here, we can see Nedeljkovic kind of starts it. So, like, there's a scrum in the middle of that. Three wild guys, one Red Wing, and then the goalie's just throwing gloves the captain right there has got himself a nice little headlock takedown. Nadakovich is in it. Now watch, we're going to have Talbot, Maxine Talbot, just come crossing the red line. He's in there. And we've got the young, good player for the Red Wings right here is in a fight of his life. And watch what happens. So there's number 23. The refs have no control over this situation. Number 23, who's like a youngster, is out there behind everybody by himself. And he gets taken down. And he hits his head on the back of the ice and he was bleeding. And now he's getting just pummeled. Pretty ugly situation in Detroit. Great game, too. Ended up being a 6-5 win for Minnesota in a shootout. Detroit collects a point. Minnesota, I think, is a sneaky good pick to win the Stanley Cup. I like him. I like him to win the Stanley Cup. I haven't seen a goalie fight in a while. The goalies were not allowed to fight each other, but Maxine Talbot did cross 
center ice, which is a penalty. And I it was it was an electrifying game in Detroit last night. Huge news out of the NFL yesterday for the like fifth day in a row, a massive trade goes down. Um, today, we can talk about how the Los Angeles Chargers are trading for Khalil Mack from the Chicago Bears. The Bears will get a second-round pick and a 2023 sixth-round pick for Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack will now be paired up with Joey Bosa. Chargers' edge rushers are going to be good. They're going to be really good. Big. I guess this is an all-in move from the Chargers. No excuses for Brandon Staley and his genius quote-unquote defense next year. Huge day. The NFL is getting really fun. So to, to recap... We've got Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, Russell Wilson to Denver, Carson Wentz to Washington, Khalil Mack to the Chargers. Not bad. Also big news yesterday. This could have let off with the show, but they don't deserve it for pissing me off for so long. The Major League Baseball Players Union and the owners have agreed to a labor agreement. Baseball is back. Some rule changes. The seven inning doubleheaders are gone. Why would we want to have fun and do something cool and interesting when we could just be boring and keep it the way it was for the last hundred years? I have no idea. Uh, there's no real baseball. I don't care for fuck what real baseball is, man. I don't care. Seven eight, like I have never, never, never been to a baseball game during a day where like, you know what I need is more of this. It's really fun. And I just to check yourselves, I have seen many, many nine inning college baseball games. But pro baseball is not electrifying. It takes way too long. Bases are going to be bigger, allegedly. Is that going to happen? I think so. Uh, and what else are they getting rid of? Oh, the in in extra innings in the regular season, they were putting a runner on second so they could actually get some runs going. Again, they were like, there's no real baseball. But now they take that away so they can go back to real baseball. Like baseball is, as, an, as a collective group of people and the super fans, they just do not understand how the 21st century works. They just don't get it. Um, but now there's going to be baseball, allegedly, and I don't have to hear Max Scherzer, who is worth $250 million, tell me about how he's getting screwed by the billionaires. Because that was getting incredibly annoying. <clears throat> Man on second thing is a thing of the past. Nine-inning doubleheaders are gone. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. At a certain point, you've just got to figure it out, and you... It's got to be better than this, man. Let's take a quick look at the NBA and NHL standings just for y'all. NFL free agency starts next week on Tuesday, so we'll be all in on that and see what, how things change. Right now, with the loss last night, the Sixers are in third place in the East. Only a half game up on the Bulls, who they just beat. Three games behind the Heat, who are in first place. Heat, Bucks, Sixers, Bulls, Celtics, Cavs, Raptors, Nets, Hornets. So the Nets fighting for position. In the Western Conference, the Suns are running away from everyone. Grizz and Warriors are tied for second place. The Jazz in fourth. Mavericks, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Clippers, Lakers are <laughs> five and a half games out of the playoffs. Unbelievable what's happened to the uh, the Lakers of Los Angeles. NHL trade deadline is coming up. I like that the NHL pushed their trade deadline back six weeks or so. I think it's just better for the game overall. Right now, we keep talking about it. The warm weather team's just crushing people. Florida, 85 points. That's the Miami team, Florida Panthers. And the Maple Leafs have 79. The Lightning have 80. In the Metropolitan Division, that's Carolina, New York, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Carolina also has 85 points. But the team that everyone is chasing, your Colorado Avalanche, 87 points. They lead their division by 14 points. They are preposterous. 41 wins so far this season. Just an incredibly good team in the... 
Canada and California division, uh, the Calgary Flames leading that division, only five points up on the LA Kings. That division is not very good anymore. They're trying very hard. Playoffs are coming right around the corner, which is exciting. Golf is getting heated up as well. We're in the middle of March, which means the players is on the way. Uh, the Masters is on the way, of course. I, I love the Masters. The Masters is one of the, golf, the only golf tournaments I really will sit down and, and actually watch. I, I am all about it. Uh, big news yesterday in soccer. So there have been Russian sanctions. The oligarch that owns uh, Chelsea, which is the, becoming one of the most popular uh, English Premier League teams in America because of the United States' best player of all time, Christian Pulisic. That's right, I said it. Landon Donovan is not the best player of all time. It's Christian Pulisic. He's from Pennsylvania, and he spent some time in Detroit, and then he grew up in Europe. He plays for Chelsea, and he's a very, very good player for Chelsea. Um, Chelsea's owned by Roman Abramovich, who is a Russian oligarch. But because of sanctions, the luxury, I guess, tax and the sanctions or whatever, he's trying to uh, get rid of the, the soccer team. He needs cash because the, the, the world is not going to let him profit from this Vladimir Putin aggression in, in Ukraine. So they're trying to get him out of there, and it looks like it's going to work. They think it's going to be worth $3 billion. It's considered, quote, and this is the, the this is according to the Wall Street Journal, London considers it a, quote, significant cultural asset, which it totally is. Chelsea is a, a mainstay of the Premier League. You think of Chelsea, Manchester United, no disrespect, Man City, but they're Johnny-come-lately. United, Chelsea, Liverpool, those those teams, Arsenal, perhaps. These teams are, are staples of the English Premier League. Uh, honestly, um, Sunderland was that way for a long time. They've become really sad in a, in a really weird way. But regardless, I think that... Hitting the owners of a league is a really interesting way to go about this. I think that that's probably going to be helpful. It's something to watch because R- Russian oligarch money is in pro sports. I th- I could be wrong, but I believe the Brooklyn Nets are owned by a Russian oligarch. Um, they just have these billions of dollars after the government split up, and now they're just, they just bought stuff for a long time. But the world is essentially incredibly pissed off for anybody who has ever been a friend of Vladimir Putin's right now. And so it's essentially a, a tax for being... Uh, friend of Putin, and um, so we're going to see how this this works out. I know that the players are probably not pumped to be playing for him. Not 100% sure what to expect for this in America. We'll see what happens with the Brooklyn Nets. If America tries to figure it out, I suspect we just keep an eye on what's going on with Brooklyn and any other Russian owners in in, uh, the association or in any of the leagues. The Denver Broncos still up for sale. We shall see what happens to them. Other trade rumors happening that could... Come to fruition as early as today. Watch for Jimmy G, Derek Carr, and Jared Goff to possibly be on the move for quarterbacks. Also, uh, I think there's Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey could be on the move as well. Some big news coming out of the NFL. That's good. That's it. We'll keep it nice and simple for you on a Friday. Like, rate, review, subscribe. We'll be back better than ever on Monday. We'll look at the NFL free agency a little bit deeper dive. <laughs>